on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Whiskey that is finished in a honey cask. Ish. Ish. <laughs> Ish. 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 First, we got the Davidson River Reserve. <laughs> Actually, two different batches. We have the Nashville Barrel Company, batch one. We have the Nulu. We have the Wheeler's Raid. We have the Wild Turkey American Honey. Doesn't count. Rabble, 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 rabble. We have the Starlight. We have the Smooth Ambler, WH Nashville. We have the Jack Daniels Honey. We have the Good Times. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Shouldn't count. We have the Good Times Estate, Riconic. And we have the Bellmead Honey Cask. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sipping time. Hey, welcome to this sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. We are the best thing on at 2 a.m. Like you really have something better to do at 2 a.m. That NPR channel just blows up at 2. Really? Do you love the like crafting knitting oh, man, conversation like at music. 2 a.m.? It's like trance. Like, <laughs> oh, like 2 a.m. best albums. <laughs> was my favorite part about going to sleep as a kid because I'd wake up and turn Remember it on? Remember when it would it's be like a, reading like the, the test, edition of the Jeopardy. test line things and the, it would be the American anthem. I'll take fast bumps would, for 400. It would turn off at the end of the night. No hey. one no one remembers that. No. It was the American no anthem. Remembers. I think you're dating yourself. The test, yeah. the test lines would That's go it, on, dude. and there was no 24 hours. Hmm. That well, was in the 50s. I'm it your, was not. I'm your host of this, uh, <laughs> this cat herd. This is good old boy Mike. Joining me at this table is good old gal Juliana. Hey, everyone. And good old gal Carrie Ann. Evidently old, because I remember the test strips. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> PH test strips? <laughs> good old boy Barger is joining hey, us. <laughs> yes, he's uh, he's taking on the uh, most expendable crew member role <laughs> in this right. discussion. And good old boy Drew. Who? What? <laughs> Where am I? That's pretty much exactly who you should be. Who? What? What's going on? Well, our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, and coffee. Here's what we're actually going to discuss on this segment: whiskey that is finished in a honey cask. Ish. 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 Yeah. That's how we would do that. Well, what is that, you may ask, and we're going to cover some background and what type of product this not new and it's novel, um, but it's become very popular with some recent changes in the production technique. 
Some of us have actually stood in lines for hours. Yes. <laughs> some of us laughed at those Some of us wised up before they got. Some of us got begot. lucky. Some of us got to know people. Some of us just got, you know, laid out. I on refuse. The, had the layout on the cash oh. for this, you know, but it actually happens. Juliana has the lineup of the products we're going to go through in this discussion. Okay. So here are the products that we're <laughs> going to discuss today. First, we got the Davidson Rever Reserve. <laughs> Actually, two different batches. We have the Nashville Barrel Company, batch one. We have the Nulu. We have the Wheeler's Raid. We have the Wild Turkey American Honey. Doesn't count. Rabble, 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 rabble. <laughs> yeah, we real. have the Starlight. We have the Smooth Ambler, WH Nashville. We have the Jack Daniels Honey. We have the Good also Times. Doesn't count. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Shouldn't count. We have the Good Times Estate, Riconic, and we have the Bellmead Honey Cask. That was Good Times and the King's Family Estate Riconic and the Bellmead Honey Cask. So, uh, so That's what a, she said. A very interesting lineup that we have of all these products in this interesting, very blind tasting. Drew? So what we have done is assemble all 12 of these whiskeys, because there were two Davidson Reserves, if you were paying attention, into a blind tasting they were put into bottles, numbered one through 12, and distributed to all of us, all of us unsuspecting folks. Where's the water? So <laughs> we tasted all 12. We did. Some of us mm, later than others. Yeah. Do I get a mirror batch? Yeah. Some of us finished them all. Some of this, not so well, much. I finished them all. Half of them went in the trash. <laughs> and in that 12, we ranked them all ourselves, and then we got together, built aggregates, and oh, got fancy. our top five. So in this episode, we're going to cover the collective top five, and then maybe kings. also the bottom five, or maybe just the bottom. Not kings. <laughs> but anywho. So uh, we actually talked about it in advance of who would actually be able to carry off discussing our sips ratings with the best Winnie the Pooh accent and Barger won the contest. So take it away. Andrew Barger the short read, straw. God read our love you. For no today. one else Number entered one. the contest. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth, piglet. Nice. But what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? It's too much Christopher Robin for me. <laughs> Three. Hmm. Interesting. What was this again? Sounds like a muscly on paper boy to me. Four. Let's keep the secret to ourselves and pour me another. I think it's actually somebody on the edge that just, Five. you know. Oh, my bother. I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh, my goodness. Yes. 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 I don't know if that sound effect is, like, Thank appropriate for Winnie the Pooh. Barker. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not really quite sure. Okay. Okay. All right, so uh, I know that you're lazy and you just want to know what's the best of the blind right off the bat. Kings, what? Kings, kings, kings. All right, so. Is it royalty? We'll, we'll do just that. We're actually going to work our way to the top five. I would really encourage you to listen to all of the top five as there really was not a clear-cut winner. Uh, the variances of even these top fives were actually quite subtle. 
It was not fully unanimous. I almost thought that we could not rank them and must declare that all of these were actually in the top five. Thought about that approach, but I thought... Poppycock. That's a horrible idea. There's what? There's no winner? This isn't America. Yeah, you know? Kings. No participation trophies are here. (laughs) We also tried to get some production techniques, actually information from the distillers directly, and... Some research to figure out, you know, that out. And I'm sorry, but they don't have that info across the board. They said no. We're going to make some good guesses. Proprietary. Some distillers consider that actually a competitive advantage, you know. For what? They said no. A competition to the bottom, maybe. But anyway, I'm going to actually declare that Nelson Greenbrier has the process as the gold standard. Okay. So they took a used whiskey barrel they actually dumped raw honey into that empty whiskey barrel then they emptied the honey and sold it under the truby label so yummy i love that honey um they actually rinsed the barrel out after they dumped the honey out and then they filled the seasoned barrel with whiskey so there's actually a lot more to it than that but that's basically the technique, you know, that I'm going to declare as a gold well, standard. There are good reasons for that. And yeah. a lot of it is reconstituting the barrel. Tell us itself. more, Carrie. Well, I don't get to because Mike's going to keep talking. No, I'm here's not. what I have actually spoken with distillers about how they do this. Yes. Called it. And also amateurs. <laughs> for I've sure. spoken with distillers. Well, we're all well represented here. And amateurs. And I would say that most of the distillers that I've spoken to about this process also fall into the amateur category because everybody is just trying to figure out. So here's the thing about honey. No, it's not a burn. It's just like a really difficult thing. The thing about honey, super hydrostatic. You could put honey on one side of the table and water on the other, and the water is going to like come across the table. Agrophobic is the actual term. Gravitational So that is the absence of water. Go ahead. Honey is going to suck the life out of a barrel. So it's really difficult to fill a barrel with honey and not have it really like tear the barrel apart. Sure. I'm trying to read what Mike wrote here. Oh, Um, hypertonic, hypotonic. Oh, oh. (laughs) all the things. Chemistry in in high school all over again. Who who knew it would come in handy? No, absolutely. This is a really different thing from any other way that they finish barrels because honey just really is not about it and it's trying to fight against you the whole time. So there's so much leakage. There's so much stuff going on. So the way that people have tried to figure it out and then so that's why they don't tell people because they don't want to know that like we figured out this way um i know that as part of a group that has made one of these barrels we've sort of kind of figured it out but we had we had you know our missteps along the way as well so um Sip what does this say? ignore the so, advice and then execute <laughs> lordy <laughs> We didn't dump whiskey on the floor. So honey is going to suck all the all the moisture out of the barrel, and then you dump the honey out, and then you do want to rinse that honey out because when you put whiskey in, it's just going to leak like a sieve, and then you're going to lose all your whiskey, and it's not going to taste like the honey warm water or anything rinse. else. Yeah, or warm whiskey rinse, depending on the maker. But the whole point of the thing is, you want to have a balance between the bourbon. And the honey. Yes. And that is also tricky to accomplish. Difficult. And it is. Some of these guys do no, it, it and some of these guys don't. Right. And leaving the honey in the barrel too long makes a really tannic situation. Like, it's just a lot. So 
I think this is a pretty new category. Val Mead has done a really good job at like really pioneering this category and everybody's trying to figure it out, but it took a long time for them to figure it out. So we're all figuring it out. Anyhow, all this stuff we tasted. Um, so you can't like ignore that there was a bunch of different whiskeys going into these barrels that had honey in them. So anywhere from a four-year-old bourbon to a 12-year-old bourbon and an eight-year-old rye. Um, so there's a lot of different um, base liquids going in to get finished. And some of them are great and some of them aren't. Exactly. And that's why we're here. Most of them aren't. <laughs> <laughs> so Joanna was going to talk about the production okay. choices real quick. So we're going to do Davis and the Braver. Actually, two different batches. Nashville Bear Company, one batch. Nulu, Wheeler's Raid, Wild Turkey American Honey, Starlight, Smooth Ambler, WH Nashville, Jack Daniels Honey. I think your strategy may have backfired a little bit. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> King's Family Estate, Riconic, and Bellmead Honeycast. Literally flip the script. Hey, we'll, uh, we'll talk about these uh, changes and uh, we'll, we'll talk about all these products uh, after we come back here from the break. So. Do, we, do we need to do a redo? <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. This is your host of this episode, good old boy Mike. And we're uh, going through an episode talking about a blind tasting of honey cask finish whiskey. I fell blind after it. And uh, I love the fact that Juliana actually got lost in her script. So I did. I, yeah, a little bit. So That's great. The one production choice that seems to have a marked difference in these products is how and when the honey is actually introduced into the whiskey itself. So some of these flavored are actually in a post-aging condition. So some of these uh, honeys have actually been blended um, with the whiskey at various stages. And, and these choices do impact the flavor. And the thing they that do. I love is that Kirian yeah. and I are actually, we're sitting across from each other. And I like, I love the fact that, so she and I have actually seen this process in production at different points in time and with different versions and different distillers. And so I really love, you know, because it was, it was really interesting. And I was actually watching all this frustration that was actually washing over the distilling team at, Nelson Greenbrier with the first batch. As it was washing all over the It was floor. just flowing oh, all over yeah. the place. So, Alcohol uh, use. Barger, yeah. you're going to tell us what happens with all of these choices. Well, as we here. know, all these choices impact the flavor. <laughs> as we know. But also production time, which translates to cost as well. <laughs> Some of these products are flavored Sticky. in minutes as opposed to aging for honey about six months. So, and then the whiskey is seasoned in the barrel another six months. Huge difference is the cost, time, and effort. So... Back to our number one on this honey cast blonde. So out of these products that we've gone through here, I'm just going to, we've mentioned it a couple of times. Can you guess what, you, what it is? Queens? Kings. You may not know this label, King's Family Estate. So it is. Not Kings County. Not Kings County. That but we is love them. Yep. Uh, I know. We do love so, them. So uh, King's Family Estate is a. Uh, independent bottler um, that is based out of East Tennessee. Um, they are primarily using MGP-based um, products for many of the things they've put together. The whiskey the, things, yes. The, the the product that they use specifically was actually one of the only rise or one of the few rise in this lineup, which is Riconic. 
And it is actually one of my favorite, you know, products in their entire yeah. lineup uh, for the uh, King's Family Estate. And it is a wonderful uh, blend of rye. It is actually not a single barrel, although I'm, I suspect that they probably produced this version of the honey version in a small batch. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm probably guessing like three or four barrels. What do you guys carry in? Well, I've been over there and seen how they do this. Um, they are working out of a tiny facility, so they are trying to make the most of every square foot and... Doing, yeah, doing, doing a, a small job. batch, doing a small batch, but yeah, I think, I mean, obviously we've said this, it's all blind, but, um, this is a product I rated number one out of the 12. So, uh, let's hear your, uh, tasting notes specifically around the King's reserve that you wrote down in the middle of the blind. Um, so I took a little different approach to this because it was all honey finished. Um, so I had in the categories that I was rating it, like honey on the nose, honey on the palate, and then overall palate and finish and the normal things I would do. So I just thought that the honey was so consistent through the entire piece of it, which in a lot of these, it was missing somewhere. Or it was, I agree. It, it would fall yeah. off or it would it come out on of late. Balance somehow. Or it there smelled was, it, but didn't yeah. taste and, it. And for this one, it just really was a nice, like it was present on the nose and it took you from the front to the mid to the finish. It was just like, it was there all the time. It was never overwhelming the whiskey and it was really nicely balanced and beautiful. See, I, I had put that it was, you know, the, the smell, it, the overall aroma of it smelled good and it was blended. It was blended really well, the honey with the the, the rye smell aroma to it. And it, it, at first it was a little bit harsh, but it decently finished out smoothly and it just had a really good finish to it. You know, it's interesting listening to this because, you know, how you judge something in a blind, you know, what, how you approach things, carry in talking about was the honey there on the front in the middle at the end, you know, I tried to taste mine, you know, yes, was the honey there, but also like, would I just drink this as a bourbon first? Like is the whiskey solid. Yeah. So that's good. interesting. Yeah, exactly. Ta tasting the Kings, you know, first thing I got is like turpentine and baking spices on the nose, wow. which then went into an exquisitely balanced palate. The sweetness really popped. Um, the balanced honey turpentine. <laughs> well, Go ahead, I mean, that down. On We're blowing the, it up here. <laughs> on the nose. I mean, come on. I don't know. If, what what proof was this? You smell anything? Well, you know, it's it's going to smell hot. across the board, the nose of any of these were not like phenomenal. The honey does something to the nose that really mutes it. It knocks it down. And, yeah. I so, agree. I wouldn't say the nose on any of them got like the greatest rating, but the finish on it was forever. And it yeah. was like warm cinnamon, honey butter, like just the starlight just smelled rich, the best to me. Thick, delicious. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's Juliana. weird. It, it's weird because I did not rate this as my number one. It's okay. It's all right. That's fine. <laughs> I didn't just, either. What'd you think when you tasted it? Yeah. It was okay. It was okay. <laughs> I know. Says. Like, Was the honey there? The honey was there, but it wasn't my be-all, end-all. Fair. Were you rating on honey first or more whiskey? Okay. So when I thought about this whole thing, and I thought about whiskey that had a honey cast to it, I didn't think this that this was the number one. Huh. Fair. 
I know. So uh, there were. In, Where was it in your rating? This was number three. Yeah, well, so I it was mean, still in the top five. Yeah. It's still in your yeah, top it five. Was. Not, but this it was, was my number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and out of 12, exactly I mean, your I top three right. is great. I had it in the top yeah. five. And, and I like the way that Carrie Ann is describing this because I think that, that I think to walk into this and say, what were you looking for? And I think, and, I, I, and I'm enjoying the conversation about the unencumbered you know instructions that each of you had around each oh, of this which none. was none of our you our leadership I, is great i, I didn't know i didn't step in and say it you was know like well, you're tasting a bag of liquor do this you're drink tasting this, this for the whiskey or you're tasting <laughs> this for the honey liquor, or you're trying to find out who had the best you know production technique none of that all yeah. you were doing is you just had a, a glass and a bottle yeah. and you were trying to right. figure well, out i love that you did the video on it because i was like when i approach it there was for a video any blind tasting i, I am gonna <laughs> taste i'm gonna evaluate it for its nose for the palate for the finish there's like things i'm gonna evaluate mm -hmm. across the board for this one i'm like do i have honey on the nose do i have honey on the palate but still also evaluating it separately i wanted to know how that honey was integrated and was it in a for better or for worse yeah, situation. Did you compare across the flight? Because one yeah, of the things I that did. I did was I looked back and I was like, um, did this stand out compared the to the ones that were round. the same yeah. to me? I think mm. that I was just I revisited. So I really appreciate those of you that, you know, so I did produce a, a very small series of videos as I was going through this blind. If you'd like to know, you know, a process of going through a blind tasting, great. This is the process I use. It's not the only one on the planet by any means at all. It's but, not the Barger method. But the, yeah, there were no blunts involved. So <laughs> the, uh, but I think that I was really, a, so I will confess that I was looking for balance. Mm -hmm. um, okay. You know, in the overall. So I was looking for not sure. necessarily. And I was really looking to say, you know, at the end of the day, were you actually honoring the use of the honey? That's that, you know that you were doing at the end of the day. Or the use of the yeah. whiskey. That's yeah. what I thought. So that's what I would use one word yeah. for to say integration. And so you, could, okay. you know, one of the things yeah. we have that's on fair. on the beer shows yeah, is you know, especially for barrel aged beers, is it more barrel than beer or beer mm. than barrel? Yeah. yeah, and it's always that sense of balance between them. And yeah. I think that that is exactly what you're really going for in any finished cast product um, itself. And you know, for me here with the King's Reserve, uh, some of my own tasting notes. I actually wrote down woody, kind of sweet honey. Um, I actually had a there was a touch of cinnamon that was over the mid palate, and it had a woody, you know, kind of medium finish to it. So it really it had a very good overall, you know, presentation. This was not my number one pick, um, but I felt that it definitely is right where we put it, which is in the top three, and it overall is our number one pick is the uh, King's family estate. What's your rating on this, guys? My a lot mother. of... a lot of. F all right. I'm going to go for it. It's going to be a four. Five and a half. <laughs> you know, between all of those is a Sips rating of four. And actually, this was uh, my choice of the next barrel that we were actually going to do at Whiskey House Nashville was with a rye. Love it. Oh, wow. Is that what oh, WH wow. means? And so I am okay. I yes. am Maybe. just so I love the fact that somebody has beaten me to the punch. They've done this with they've done this with a really good MGP, you know, uh batch. And uh so I really think that is the 
magic combination to have something that is a little bit spicy, a little yeah. bit hot, and a little bit sweet. I really see think the that rye is, really brings out the sweetness of the honey. Yeah, it's more balanced. I really, like it's, I really do it's, love it. It's absolutely balanced, and I think you know when you're talking about what I look for. I, I, I didn't watch your videos. Sorry, that's okay. I'm a little sh- small, short with emails. Next week, so yeah, I'll catch it next time. But. <laughs> Most expendable crew member. Yeah, I know, right? But but <laughs> I went in a red shirt. I, I literally went in and was like, "What makes me think of honey when I smell it and when I drink it?" Okay. Like, what yeah, is the best great. representation of honey? And the and and also, so you were looking for honey first. I, I was looking for honey first. I'm looking for honey. But right, I'll, we'll talk later. It's fine. <laughs> It was, it was close. It yeah, was close. it was just, uh, you know, I, I really wanted it to represent it well. well yeah. Also along here to my our number two pick was actually from Starlight. So if you are not familiar with this distillery, um, they're fairly new to the Huber uh, family. Huber family they've is fairly kind of been around forever. They've been around as Huber <laughs> they might for have a long grown time. Some apples the Starlight once and. The Starlight brand has only been around for about four years now, and they have done a, a killed very, it. They've done a very good job of actually creating their own distillate. Um, and is uh, this their own distillate that we tasted? It yes. is their own distillate that we've tasted in this uh, rendition. And you know, I have probably had I don't know probably fifty, sixty different barrels of Starlight. Um, you know, and it's I had fifty or sixty that one day I went up to visit. Them. I mean, it's. I mean, it's very typical of any single barrel tasting. I mean, you're going to have some that are great. You're going to have some that are, you know, not so great. You're going to have a lot of things that are in the middle. I mean, this, and that, that really doesn't matter, you know, specifically, you know, where you wind up. But um, what do you guys think of the Starlight? So I'm just now matching um, the samples where to my are. notes. No, so I didn't, like, I didn't know until just now what we're tasting. So I'm looking at my notes and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I was like, it's greatly balanced with the honey and the I whiskey. actually wrote that word down, good balance. I finished with balance, yeah. exclamation point, underline. I had yeah. a but I can't spell balance. It has some green notes, but I think it, it worked you're, you're with the honey. <laughs> the green notes worked with the honey. So I really still liked it, but I could still taste that it was young whiskey. I think so it was a spicy I think that's really interesting. That, you know, kind of got me a saying, you know, it was a little bit on the young side. So, uh, Juliana, what did you think of this? I loved it. This was my number one. Yeah. Yeah. I know. As it was for a lot of people. No, no it's great. You know, it was I good. It's great. I went, it's in my top five. I, I went, so my notes were like, it smells good, it tastes good, but meh. I would say the it vast, just didn't finish well. And I like well. the greenness of it. Yeah. The, the vast majority of the Starlight products that I've actually enjoyed are the sherry finish products mm-hmm. from Starlight. That's fair. Uh, they've actually I been agree. quite good. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that, that a lot of the Starlight products that are currently available on the market um, have been a bit corn forward. Yeah. Um, it's just a it's a component of time. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think they're on the right path? Do I think those are going to be amazing Absolutely. products? Yeah. You know, when they hit they're like doing a great stuff. Ten year, you know. Um, uh, period they're just going to be really really and amazing. they're throwing every noodle at the wall yeah. i love that they're trying everything and some of their finishes are like rocking the house and some of them are like Meh. yeah i like that they're <laughs> but trying they're too. working on it and they're just like see what works and i i, I think christian those guys are doing a great I, job i'd say they're highly underrated yeah okay Yes, so, keep it that yes. way. I, see, I've had a lot of their stuff, and I've not really been a fan. This was an outlier for yeah. me. And I, I, was I, just, I looked yeah. back at my rating on this, and I was like, really? I know. <laughs> this I is the, them? I'm yeah. telling you, I had the exact same reaction, Drew, because, 
you know, outside of those uh, PX Sherry finished, you know, cask, I'm like, okay, I'm just, you know, I'm a fan, but I'm like in the fan, you know, in the on deck circle. I can see where they're going. I want to give it another three years, yeah. you know, um, to be there. I, I think there are a lot of people that are kind of pouring, you know, a lot of energy and money and cash, you know, into them right now. I think that's great. That's fantastic for yeah. them. But at the end of the day, when I look at the everything that's on the shelf, I'm like, oh, you know, I, you know, there's just some other choices that are price there. to value. So yeah. I mean, I've been up there. I've tasted a lot of barrels of all kinds of finishes and i think you know some of them maybe just weren't ready yet and some of them would yeah um you know be better if the whiskey was a little older before they went into the finish but what they're doing i think is sustainable and i can't wait to see what comes in the next see, i'm a five price years. point i'm, yeah. a, I'm okay. a price point nerd on that one hmm. like i think their price point per quality is just not there for me yet hmm. But I'm a fan, and I'm I'm there with them. Starlight, star bright. Yes, yes, yes. Let's uh, pick out your rating here for Starlight. Hey, it is across the board, which is a SIPS rating of four. So well done, and yeah, I think good that's job, guys. great. That uh, um, I absolutely want to declare that both their sherry finished and that honey cast finished are absolutely the stars. They're beautiful. Yeah, if you can find them, get them right now. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, if for you could sure. find them, get can them. But don't I, hoard yeah. them. Save some for everyone can else. Can I take the yeah, third exactly. one? Exactly. <laughs> As the outlier. Take it. Or hoard them. Well, so very interesting. Uh, the number three in our overall top five is actually going to be the Bell Mead. Yeah. And so uh, the question the is, though, I don't know which Bell Mead. So the, there's, I believe it was the 19. There's questions. We have to know which Bell Mead. There are. Yeah. I don't know so any of the things about this exactly. Bell Mead. I remember when this episode was being sourced products-wise. I want to say this was the 19. Uh, I I Honestly, don't believe it I was. I think I've, it was I've 20. I've looked at the label several times. So I some I know some things it is not. It is <laughs> it is not from the first year. It is not from the second year. Well, they're bo we're both it, wrong. It may be yeah. from the third year, and there were multiple versions of the third year. So, Oh, my God. You So yeah. the yeah. thing is, is with the Bellmead um, Reserve, there have been 12 barrels, 12 to 13 barrels, that have actually been finished in honey cask. There are some of those barrels that have one, they've never exited Tennessee. They nope. absolutely True. did not even move across state lines right. at all. There's right. barely actually, left the town. There's actually one barrel that actually went to Constellation that did the opposite, that went to every place outside of Tennessee yeah. and never came into but Tennessee. But not in Tennessee. Constellation. Yeah. So Boo. Constellation uh, does own Nelson Green Bar now. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so this is, I think one of the difficult parts about our discussion here is that this product is sunset. There will not be yeah, a 13th gone, barrel of, of Bell Mead, you know, reserve. Is this and official? True. It is. And so I had hoped that in this tasting, we were going to actually introduce their new product, which is actually going to be. I have side notes on that. Is going to be Nelson Brothers, uh, that is going to be uh, finished off in a uh, honey cask finish. Is going to be the follow-on product to this. 
very, very different base whiskey. Will okay. there be Krispy Kremes and a line at 7 a.m.? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I know, did right? reach Probably. out to um, Charlie and Andy and ask them numerous times, did not give up until yesterday. Yeah. Um, and, and what you gave up? It's just not ready. So, what's happening right now is they don't, they have ability to bottle it. They don't know exactly when they're going to. And so, they didn't know when we might air. And anyway, okay. so the new stuff we didn't get to put into this blind, but I'm sure we'll find another opportunity to talk about it. And those guys are, you know, really just earth. pushing the envelope on this. Like, nobody was doing this before they did they it. They started it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what I find interesting is is that you do not see a line of a thousand plus people in front of any of these other and distilleries. You don't see a line of a thousand plus people in Nashville for pretty much anything. Yeah. Let's be honest. So seven days after a tornado yeah, ripped through yeah. our city. Yeah, it was gnarly. That Very line much. was yeah. so long. Yeah. So I think it's really amazing. We'll talk about this more right after this break. Hey, welcome back to Subsides and Smokes. Today, we're actually talking about the honey cast finished blind tasting that we've gone through. I'm your host here, good old boy Mike, and we're just talking about the Bell Mead Reserve um, honey cast finished product. This is kind of like, you know, a bit of the standard, you know, in this. You it's know, a standard, line. but also crazy unicorn. Very much so. It is. Yeah. And yeah. I, so. It's interesting, you know, Carrie Ann and I have like all these points of contact with both Andy and Charlie Nelson and um, at different times. Sometimes we've been staying there together. Sometimes we've, you know, caught them at different times. And uh, the thing is, is that I, I can't remember who asked me the question, which is why did they even decide to do this to begin with? And part of it was they were going through a wide range of secondary cast finishes. They were... They were actively pursuing going after doing it with Sherry to begin with, mm -hmm. which Daddy was actually the very casks. first product that they did in a uh, cask finish with. And all of this was using MGP source products. Mm -hmm. The second one they did is, I believe, it was Cognac. And they did it in, in a couple of different versions. They did it with straight up Cognac in the XO um, as well. And then they... I. You know, so it, it all depends on what part of the conversation you kind of pick up at that point. But I really think it was their barrel broker was the one that kind of talked them into going down the series of actually looking at a broad range of products that had never been utilized. And um, I think that the discussion about coming up and seasoning a honey cask was something actually born out of that conversation of going, well, how many secondary finishes actually can we do? And they were going through a broad range of mostly wine-based yeah. and but other spirit-based barrels. Also, you're talking about like what barrels are available to us right. that have had something else in them. And then now this door opens up to well, we can make our own, own secondary cast. Barrel, yeah. So I think it's just a different world that they entered. And now, I mean, for good reason, everybody jumped on board. And I, and I think that that has been one of the distinguishing components when I look at the probably the most perspective production process. I mean, unless you count Tabasco finish. <laughs> wow. Um, is that well, there's an old know, Tabasco barrel I, I finish? I think that you know there are some folks here that chose a very different production process. Yeah. They yeah. chose they chose not to season a barrel. They chose not to go that extra nine months, you know, to actually mm -hmm. go through um, 
you know, the process of creating their own seasoned barrels. I wonder which ones use extract as well. Well, and I think that... I think it's pretty apparent. I'd like to think that those are the people that are (laughs) actually at the bottom of the list here. So do I think that... What about honeycomb? And at the bottom of the list was actually with Wild Turkey and with Jack. And I think that... Which don't count. Which don't count because I do believe that that is a flavored whiskey process. I really tried hard to actually confirm that that Mm -hmm. was the case, but... They I are. I don't have anybody that's stepping up and saying, absolutely, we're creating our own seasoned barrel. You we know, got to call Goose. Well, so the difference is what it says on the front of the label. It's not whiskey finished in honey cask. Exactly. It is flavored whiskey. Flavored whiskey. And both Wild Turkey and Jack Daniels Honey, um, they carry that label of flavored whiskey. And flavored yeah. whiskey is exactly. not a regulated term, correct? Uh-huh. It is regulated, well, but it's... And so that's it's, what I like about... that there's more to it than we put it in a cask that had something well, else in so it. So that's what I really love about what this blind tasting has done is it, it has absolutely set the, set the bar of saying, I don't really care what your production process right. is. I just want to know that if you're tasting something in the glass, is it better or worse? And I think that this is actually, to me... My answer is is that I think that it has flushed that out to say, at the end of the day, if you go the extract route and flavor up the whiskey on the back end, you're losing it, man. That's right. You're, you're going to lose the complexity. You're Listen, missing the Wild Turkey the honey. honey and Jack Daniels Honey have followings that are... And they're not the same drinkers beyond. that are drinking. Yeah, they're, no, they're, no, they're, they're the people beyond. who mix Those it. are solid products. They're doing their own thing with yep. them, but they don't, they're not the same as what we as this category. You're talking I know. about you what Aunt Martha no. likes? Yeah. Because I thought that's you what just I buy kind her of every like, Friday. I get her puts a apples in American Honey, man. I thought you threw these in here to with us now to too. actually compare. <laughs> I did too. Because they were very obvious like from the nose they were, on. They yeah. were right. even very, just very looking different at even, situations. Even at that though, I think it's I think it's wise to put them in the category because you you now know what not to do, what you don't want. Sure, no, you know what I'm it's saying? not or what, what not miss- to do. Yeah, or what there's you're missing. It's two different drinkers. And there's a flavored product. It's, it's all about the same thing. To me, it's Agreed. all about the base products. So like, if your base product is not base. good, the, the end result's true. not going to be. And I'm not saying those products aren't good because sure. those products are, are yeah. you know, we all know wild turkey's great. I'm going to agree. But, I'm going to agree with Carrie Ann on this one because at the end of the day, it's it's about what somebody wants to just get higher. Exactly. It's what the buyer is drinking, you know? Yeah. You Let's know, talk I, about I don't like the wild turkey or the Jack Daniels honey, but they sell a lot of Listen, it because a lot of people wild do. Wild turkey they and Jack Daniels honey have like yeah. their place. And if I want a hot toddy, I am putting some wild turkey or some Jack Daniels honey in it if I have a little situation. So... <laughs> No, they're different. They're different. Gary Ed has a little situation. situation. If I have a little situation (laughs) that starts with Co and ends with Vid, then I want a little hot toddy, and it's going to have one of those honey products in it. Let's specifically (laughs) talk about this, Belmade. What are your tasting notes around this? And so we can understand why it actually hit the top five here. So this was actually the the whiskey's great. Yeah, this was actually the number one first one I drank. And I went, it was very honey forward. And it was a good burn, and it was light and airy, and the finish was just crisp, like you know, it's like funny. you want I it to be. I have in my notes that the honey is front loaded. Yeah. Like there's a mm. lot of honey I on said the it front. Peaked quickly. It's interesting. <laughs> so, uh, heard that about you. I was shocked in my own. <laughs> uh, so I actually wrote down faint. The senior wedding wood. anniversary coming up soon, bro. I wrote down good balance. Uh, love the long finish, and I actually wrote down the word not complex. So which is very mm. unusual. Yeah. Okay. Juliana, what? 
What do you think? I had a lot of molasses on this. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yes. I get that. Not honey, okay. but molasses. So yeah. no, full-blown burnt sugar? A lot of molasses. Yeah. So this wasn't like top, top tier, but it was close. Yeah. Well, you yeah, ranked I it as your it, number two, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It was number I two. I ranked it as me. my number three. I thought it was great balance and everything, but the honey was all on the front, and then it just kind of went. Mm. Okay. We'll see your ratings here for the Belmade Reserve. So, wow, looks like it's across the board again. I will say, as so the sorry. outlier who yeah. ranked this as eight out of twelve. Oops. Mm. Oh yeah. wow! So it's the comparison. It was one, it was okay. one out of twelve for me. It was, it was the comparison. There were other Rye Ford whiskeys that I thought okay. were more balanced. Fine, because I looked at them together. Yeah. That was. Let's move on to the next thing here in the top five, which is Nashville Barrel Company. If you're not quite familiar Yay. with this product, they're actually an expanding brand that has moved into a lot of states. They are using all products that have been sourced through MGP in Indiana. Once again, MGP, what up? And actually, this is a bourbon, which is an interesting choice um, because they actually work with both bourbon and rye, but they work primarily with a lot of rye. Yeah, they're rye heavy, and. Uh, so these are good friends. I mean, we definitely know, um, you know, the folks that are behind this brand, you know, intimately. And uh, I, it was really interesting. So I actually, you know, talked with, you know, James a bit about their production technique, a little different than they chose at Belmead, a little bit of an accelerated process. Um, Did they, they heat it up? No, not quite. This is a complicated process, and it, trying it to be. work it out yeah. is difficult. So, it's hard. I mean, any, no, it's hard. any way that people are trying to do it, I'm here for it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this is batch one. Um, we've had some of the other batches, which yeah. I think are actually better than batch one um, overall. But here in the in the blind itself, uh, some of my tasting notes here for NBC were, again, almost identical to some of the things that I wrote about Belmede. Faint wood, fairly balanced kind of wood. There's actually a hint of cinnamon in the mid-palate. I actually wrote down the word diluted honey. So I didn't get that. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was boozy. T this yeah. was this was my favorite yeah. nose. You know, Carrie Ann's point about they didn't have good noses. I thought this one actually had a very ple pleasant nose. It was rock candy, molasses. Um, and then I had, you know, what I called buttered biscuits, which is common. And, but then it, it got almost cloyingly sweet. Um, and it really, it, it finished, oh, wow. it, it finished oaky. They say the, the oak eventually went one out over the, the, the cloying honey sweetness, but I wouldn't, I don't know. It was interesting. I, oh. I'll have to try it again. This landed flat in the middle for me. It was, it was a great, it was a good example of, it wasn't a great example. I thought the honey was there and it all kind of fell off. I didn't love the finish, but it wasn't. It felt like a freshman attempt. See, I, I yeah, yeah, it did it definitely did. that, but Which I, it was. Okay. I put it in my number four though, because I thought it was, you know, it, it was bold, but yet it still had a honey flavor to it and it wasn't over the top. Yeah. You know, it's like they didn't focus so much on the honey as they did the bourbon. And, you know, the, like I said earlier, the base product was a good product. So when you have a good base product, you're going to have a good product. Good place to start. Yeah. Sure. And I love the, the tobacco on it. Yeah. You yeah. love the tobacco I know. on you know, this? I That's really, the bourbon. <laughs> I know. I know. But I really enjoy the tobacco combined with the honey on it. Yeah. Okay. Gives it a little more complexity. I, I, I can yeah, see. Exactly. That's yeah. for sure. Do we know how old that? 
that whiskey was? Probably a four I'm or five year. I'm, I'm going five with year. Year. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go five say it was five year, year uh, bourbon that they used for that. So no. anyway, what's your rating here for the uh, NBC uh, finish here? So we're going to go with a three for this. Interesting. Um, overall, uh, we have time to talk about our fifth choice here very briefly, which is from uh, this is Davidson Reserve. And this particular version is the Tennessee whiskey version, which I know that Carrie Ann has worked uh, quite a bit with Pennington. And I'm so excited that we have two Tennessee products. Yeah, it was out, interesting. Right? Or so three, actually. Actually, both of these did of. very well. Yeah. So both there were two. There was a bourbon and a Tennessee whiskey in here. And actually, both of them did quite well yeah um, mm-hmm. but the tennessee overall. whiskey was just a little bit better than than the reserve i'm sorry than the bourbon i like the bourbon better than the tennessee whiskey so the tennessee whiskey actually is a bit younger am i right mm-hmm. with that carry in um i think so i think that's probably the case by maybe yeah. one or two years three um, year, at the it? most no they don't put anything out. yeah there. i don't think they're going to put anything out that young oh. so what did you guys write about the tennessee uh whiskey from davidson least in your face honey that there was <laughs> interesting it was, it, it was the there but it was, was well incorporated like, yeah. the back it was palette. interesting it was, it, it was there throughout the thing but it really hits you in the finish the very back palette and the finish mm-hmm. and the finish okay. just went on for uh, me yeah. i Agreed. thought that the finish was fantastic i actually wrote down deep complex um age um, I actually wrote down that it it was kind of corn forward, but the, it was masked with the honey really quite well, and uh, it had kind of a medium finish to it. So this was actually in the middle of you know my ranking overall, but I thought that it was a you know an excellent approach and Lincoln County process. See, what? I, I'm an outlier <laughs> on this right? one. <laughs> I I put it was very charcoal forward. And it was subtle honey. See, I did write down and the heavy char. Yeah, the, the, I agree with you there. The, the charcoal on it was all I could taste on the finish. Mm. Well, let's rate up here uh, the Davidson Tennessee whiskey uh, version that you have here. I am going to go with uh, three on this. Interesting. Sips rating of three for the Davidson Reserve Tennessee whiskey edition. I want to, re- you know, uh, cover some time kind of. What's some things that were here at the bottom? So <laughs> we kind of you know briefly touched on um, a couple of that were at the bottom, which was Jack Daniels as well as the Wild Turkey product here. And I think we both agree that you know one yeah. of the you know some of the key things that were missing there it just whiskey they yeah. were just not I mean well, what are some of your finished, tasting notes? They're not finished whiskeys, and they were very no. apparently no. artificially flavored, like they were yep. flavored whiskeys. So you I actually tell wrote down yeah. with wild turkey. I wrote down pure sugar, pure sugar, no, no. alcohol, icky. I think that <laughs> I think that Barter's tasting notes were no, no, yeah. no, no. That's no. exactly it's just seven no's. No, 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 no. I know no, I have no. a sad face and flavored, and I have uh, <laughs> Juliana. What were some of your tasting notes on wild turkey other than it icky? was. It was like drambuie. Artificial. <laughs> sweet. sweet. No, sweet. it was so sweet. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It was just like, you know, a sugar cane all the way. Exactly. Is this whiskey? That's what I thought about Jack Daniels mm. and Wild Turkey. But I can tell you when I found water. out what we were WTF. drinking, I was, I was pleased because those notes that I was like, this is artificial. This is really saccharine. Like there's all this 
uh, like this isn't if they were doing a finished barrel this is cheating yep. so yeah. I was so glad to know that can we uh, establish our rating here for the uh, wild turkey I don't think they should be rated uh, yeah, in this category I can't give it an actual number it's not in the same no so yeah our, don't, for sure this is apples and oranges so, so I don't think yeah, it's fair. move exactly. up just They're a little fruit. bit beyond that so actually at the bottom of you know all of the rankings was actually the pick from Nulu um, which is MGP, which isn't number, it? It was MGP, and so huh. there yeah. are a lot of yeah, you know, fans of, of Nulu. MGP. Well, right, but well, we have an MGP of, that's at the bottom yeah. and an MGP that's at the top. Yeah, so what happened? So it's not you know, the whiskey. It's not just the whiskey. It's what they did. Interesting. So what are some of your tasting notes around Nulu that you know actually brought you to you know kind of move that you know along? I so, put it was very honey forward. Actually, <laughs> it was. Off. It was very yeah, honey. I actually have the word faint kerosene written so, down. So, acetone nose, and marzipan. Yeah, I, I put honey forward, and then in parentheses, mm -mm. I put nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there was something not. It right wasn't on it. balanced. I I don't know if that was a combination of the whiskey that they chose or the production technique, but it was not working across yeah. the board. I do not write so down the when word I faint smell kerosene. what I smelled. I didn't taste it. To be Garbage. honest, no. let's bring this up real quick. Like, so mm. for Nulu, I'm also going to say it's a one. So there we go. Did you did you guys like this process overall? I, yeah. I love this. Yeah. I had a good time. I really did. I think. Probably, if anybody was going to try this at home, that that they should definitely set out from the beginning. Like, what's most important? Is the bourbon most yeah. important? Is the honey most important? Yeah. What's Balance. settle on what you're going Balance. to decide before you do it. Exactly. Integration. How does right. the honey enhance right. the whiskey? Yeah, for sure. Well, I really, uh, I thought this was a great exercise. I'm so glad we got to go through this, you know, together. Such great palates, you know, that all of you brought to the table Best. and. You know, the discussion today, it was really fantastic. So I want to thank each one of you. So good old gal, Juliana, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm still here. Oh, good I gal, know. Good old gal, Carrie Ann, thank you for joining us for this episode. Thank you. This was really fun. I enjoyed it. Good old boy, Barger. You're welcome. <laughs> and thank Says you. the expendable crew. <laughs> good old boy, Drew. It was a great talk. Thanks. Hey, this is good old boy Mike asking you to come back and enjoy another riveting episode of Simpsons and Smokes, maybe with or without Barger. And I'll ask I'll put you my to, red shirt up. <laughs> to keep on sipping for sure. One honey, two honeys. Kings. <laughs> Kings. Kings, baby. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. The subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at Sip Suds and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands, millions, and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping.
been a one-tan hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. (laughs) 